you are able to open the door on the other end of the fire car. Now, you slipped into a risky position here as a result of your previous roll. Uh, what this means in this case is that there is a jolt as the train crashes through reality. This is the first time that your characters have experienced this, though savvy listeners will note that we did this at the beginning of the episode. So you crash through just the air in front of you. Normally, you're used to seeing rifts as like a shimmering uh, tear in the fabric of reality, usually with something leaking out of or being sucked into it. But in this case, it's like you've just broken through a window, a pane of glass that a pair of hapless porters were carrying across the road in the middle of a high-speed chase in a comedy film. But the glass, as it shatters, gives way not to what you saw on the other side moments before, but instead to a new reality. It's a technicolor transition, and these shards of light and thought and sound and shape and so on spiral through the air, clanking off the side of the train, and some of them like poke into you. And as they poke into you and through you, you briefly have thoughts that aren't your own, memories that aren't your own, sensations that aren't your own, as you pass into this new reality. And this time, it's not a lifeless starscape into which you emerge. No, the arms on the front of the train slam the track down on top of something that makes a squashing noise. And as it does, you can see, if you're looking out the side of the train, or for example, if you're in between cars, you can see that the landscape onto which you are emerging is now some type of swamp. It's not like the swamp that most of you may have seen before, either in books or movies or TV shows or something along those lines. It's a swamp with water that is slowly, lazily bubbling. And the water is a pinkish hue. And each time that it pops, one of these bubbles or boils that comes to the surface of this goopy water, you can see that the underside of the water is not pink. It is more of a, uh, a voidish black. So every time one of these pink bubbles pops, you get a glimpse of the trackless black beneath it. There's some type of turfy material that pokes up through the swamp here and there, and that seems to be what's making the squashing noise as the track slams down on it. It looks like whatever's steering this train, whether it's a demon or an automated system or something else, is at least trying to find tenable paths for it to follow but it is impossible to ignore the sizzling burning that you can see as the material from a foreign dimension, superheated by the speed of the train's transit, burns into the local landscape, shriveling the tufts of whatever material and boiling the water slightly faster. It's doing damage to this landscape uh, as you race through. It's not looking great, but that is where you are. You've transited into a new reality through this technicolor transition and uh, have had that brief moment of foreign thoughts and memories, things that are so strange to you that it barely registers as a thought. It's like a, an intelligence that does not match your own mode of thinking or speaking or expressing yourself. Very disorienting. Uh, gross. Spooky. I'm sure that's not a motif for the whole season. <laughs> <laughs> We'll go through lots of tones. So, what's the plan here? 
Jojo, I know that you're very strong, but can you throw us across an entire train car? Only one way to find out. See, that's not the encouragement I expected. We need a shield around us first. Uh, okay. Let me see what I can do. Is your hair heat resistant? Is my hair heat resistant? It's metal. So up to certain temperatures it should be, shouldn't it? Well, it's, it's nanite weave, right? It's not really metal. Yeah. It just looks metallic. Okay. So it's, it's probably fairly heat resistant. I think you've used it for that before. So, Jojo, how are you going to get across if you throw us? I'll leap. Nah. I could shoot you a line afterwards, but you need to be on the other side first. I will start stretching in preparation. Uh, is this a group action you want to do? Stretching all of us? <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like, like a win. <laughs> is this like PE class right at the beginning where you do all your stretches together? <laughs> yes. Ollie's here for it. <laughs> Gotta do those little arm circles. Let's do... Let's do a group wayfare. Friendship. Yeah. I can lead that. Good. Okay. Um, Ollie, are you doing anything with the drone? Besides putting it underneath her arm when she leaves? Not yet. Okay. <laughs> or un- underneath their drone. arm. That is their drone now. Yeah, that's that's their drone now. Kev is here for it. Free real estate. Are, are they turning it off? Because it presumably <laughs> wants to remain where its job is. It doesn't, it doesn't seem to matter to Ollie. If it will not come <laughs> gently into the night, um, Ollie will turn it off. Okay. You don't there, have there. to roll for that. I mean, Ollie knows how to turn <laughs> off a drone. Yeah, All but right. they're, they're going to take it. Here we go. Uh, so you're in a risky position now. Uh, the train's in a new position, and you are attempting to jump or throw over <laughs> a very hot train car. Very sorry, Velvet. It's okay. I was born for this. When you are doing your... Wait, oh, you've already started. I was going to remind you about pushing yourself, Lotus Gambit's assistance and spending Harmony. I guess you can't do assistance here because uh, everyone is in on the action. But there's Harmony. You have two. We haven't used any of that yet. There's Lotus Gambit's and you can push yourself. So I have a quick question about Harmony. How do I know how much I have? The It's a team resource and you start each mission with two. Got it. We generate them from sixes on Risky, right? Uh, not in this system. Let me pull up the uh, Harmony reference, and I'll read it over for you. I'm sorry. And I know we went over this in session zero, but it has been some time due to me having COVID. Uh, so Harmony is in chapter three, I want to say. Yeah. Oh, only I generate Harmony on Risky rolls. Oh. Everybody else is desperate. Yeah, it's desperate roles and teamwork maneuvers. So if you've been assisted or you are doing a group action uh, or you are doing a setup action, those are all teamwork maneuvers, uh, which will generate harmony if you get a six or a crit. Thank you, Velvet. I got you. Velvet got a six. Yeah, Velvet got a six on this group wayfair. So that means that the so far the overall best result is a six. Everyone else still needs to roll wayfair. Oh, okay. I have no dice in it. That's why you could use a Harmony. You could also push yourself or get a Lotus Gambit. Got three Harmony. Many much Harmony. We still we still technically have two Harmony. We will have three Harmony after oh, this action is complete. I see, I see, I see. I got you, got you. Do other people have more than a die in Wayfair? Or... Ali just has one, which I think is probably better than your none. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> only, only marginally. I have two. 
Keva isn't about running really fast. <laughs> that's, that's not my thing. No, no. Well, it says free running across crumbling ruins and, and, and stuff like that. No, Keva mostly rides things or True. strongs things. Strongs things. <laughs> strong is a verb now. Mm-hmm. Yo, strong me across this flaming car, then. Yeah. So, I w- can I use the harmony to get one die in that? Yeah. Why not? Uh, I'll uh, go ahead and push myself just to be safe, rather than sorry. <laughs> Refresh my memory. I have a really bad memory. What, do I just take a stress when I push myself? Uh, you push yourself for two stress. Uh, I just want to remind you for a group action. The highest result is the one that we take overall. So right now we've oh. already got a six. Oh well, then you still never have mind. to roll because if you fail, then right. you, then uh, then uh, Jojo takes one stress from your failure. Okay. So Jojo's a beefcake. Then there's no need for it. Then I'll just uh, roll my one. Oh, oh. God, I'm you sorry. Did you did exactly <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> you rolled your one. You I did your indeed. One, and it was a but one. Hey. One stress for Jojo, Two I think. Stress. stress. That's not that's not bad. Okay. Jojo can take it. Jojo can take it. Right, Velvet? <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> All right. So Jojo, uh, you have, I think, based on this, you have the most success getting uh getting Keva across. So what is it that uh Jojo does really well on the launch of Keva, as it were? Or what do the two of them do together that works so well? I- I'm thinking Keva is maybe able to create almost like a, a glider or some kind of wing oh. with her hair. Yeah, that's that rad. just allows her to be more aerodynamic than maybe Reaching or Ollie might be. Okay. okay. got a heavy suit, and I don't know what went wrong with Ollie there. Maybe it was like the... It's the, the drone is like throwing the weight oh. off. Well, it could be that the reason that uh, Reaching uh, did not succeed is because Reaching and Ollie were sort of each of them saw that the other wasn't co- quite going to make it, and so each of them tried to rescue the other <laughs> at the same time. I could, I could see that. We're so fucking cute. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So how do you end up rescuing each other, the two of you, Ollie and Reaching? I think I shoot my uh, my grapple uh, cable over at Ollie to catch them and take them out of the fire, which sends us into a spiral. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> and then we just unceremoniously land on the other side. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the stress that Jojo takes uh, is just like, oh, they're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> it's mental stress. It's mental stress. <laughs> uh, but yeah, everyone makes it successfully across. Jojo, how do you cross uh, on, on your own for your Wayfair? Once I've made sure that they've all cleared the, the fire cart, I'm going to... You know, take a couple of yards back, get a running start, and just, like, swan dive over it. Uh, interesting uh, verb there. Uh-uh. <laughs> just going to headbutt over it. Okay, it looks great. And uh, I assume JoJo lands with a pose. Uh, I pose in midair, and then upon okay. landing. Of course, different poses, multiple poses. How do they do it? <laughs> How did they arrest their momentum? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is like cats turn over in the air to... On your feet? Jojo's a cat shark. A catfish. Yes, of course, a catfish. Tiger shark. There it is. Thanks. Hey, there you go. <laughs> that is what I was thinking of, and I couldn't think of it. We, we would have got it there eventually. 
we have one brain cell between us. Yeah, I feel like uh, Jojo being from a different reality perhaps just works functions on anime physics and everyone yeah. else functions <laughs> on our physics. So, but that's, yeah. that's the thing. Jojo's able to normalize physics for their own body. That's a superpower. Yep. Oh my God. Uh, right. So you've made it through. Uh, the next car up is completely, it's completely like red. It looks like it has been painted red. It is the reddest red uh, to the point where you can't really discern details on it. It's just a block of perfect red in the next car ahead of you. Eve Klein would hate this. I was about to say, uh, is Anish Kapoor uh, restricted from beholding or using this color red? Oh boy, I hope not. It's not Vanta red. It's one of the other ones. Fanta red. <laughs> <laughs> Legally I mean, distinct. Don't, don't you want a Fanta? I do. Terrible because I just had a CD moment. And I'm like, oh, CD's not here. Those old muscles. They're cramping. Yeah. CD would be strawberry Fanta is actually one of the preferred drinks to give to the dead in certain cultures. I, I refuse to believe that. <laughs> Go ahead and fact check me. It's completely true and it's pretty terrible. I, I, but I guess if you're dead, go ahead and drink strawberry Fanta. Uh, but yeah, so it does basically look like if it were black 3.0, but red. It's like red 3.0. That's so disorienting to think about. Yeah, it should be. I roll into a ball and just roll toward the other door because I don't want to look at it. It's Thailand. So as you roll into the red door, um, I'm guessing probably your charm veil is worn off by now, or do you think it's still going at this point? Listen, if my charm veil being on saves me from being attacked by the color red, I want it to be off. Yeah, I think the probably it's probably wearing off as you approach and you just get this briefest uh, impression that there might be something or someone beyond, you know, uh, drone level existence nearby at this point. And then your charm veil kind of wears off at that point as you approach the door here or you assume there must be a door here. It's hard to discern details in here, but I got the briefest sense there's an entity in this room. I uh, assume combat stance. Quick, let's use the Ouija board to figure out its name. Harold. <laughs> tracks. Tracks. Am I just lost in the color red? <laughs> just lost in the color red. <laughs> it's simply red. Lost in the sauce. Ketchup, that is. I am covered in ketchup. That's a that's a reference for old people like me. So uh you yeah, as you are you take up your, your combat stance, yeah, you know, there's presumably a door here. If you reach out and feel for it, you can feel the door's handle. It's just that all you can see is your hand poking around at red. So you can feel it's there. You just can't see it. Then you said you wanted to open the door or are you just standing by the door? Was yeah, your... I, I open the door. I'm okay. I'm done with the color red. Moving on to my blue period. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you open the uh, you open the door, and you are going to take the level two harm uh, incinerated. Oh no! But what if? Hear me out. Mm -hmm. No. Hmm. Interesting proposition. Yes. Tell me about how that doesn't happen. Um, I open the door, and I, I assume the sensors flash um, that there's going to be a bunch of heat. Yeah. And fast, because of my cerebral connection to the suit, faster than I could even input the commands, uh, the suit has just bunny hopped backwards with its digitigrade legs. Okay. Uh, it sounds like you're going to resist that with kinesis. Definitely movement, yeah. Okay. So, uh, yeah, do your resistance roll. 
Hey, critical. Nice. You could take your fire and stuff it. Gosh, every uh, just so many sixes. Yeah, it's a lot of them. That's a lot of sixes happening. Uh, So you dance out of the way here, and the uh, fire bolt dissipates uh, where you were, and like the air there itself seems to have burnt away for a moment. And there's this pop as the area there refills with the oxygen that was completely burned away by that ball of fire. And you see standing in the doorway or stepping out onto this uh, little bridge in between cars is a just a it's a fire. It's a it's a fire person and the fire word I'm looking for connecting the two trains where everyone is now gathered and uh, appear and disappear like licking tongues of fire coming off of this thing's central mass. Can I blink my headlights in greeting? You can try. I think I do that instead of uh, shooting it. <laughs> That's not going to work. Yeah, I just try to recall what the, uh, the, the, the flickering of lights was for hello. Oh, okay. Uh, you have that recording. Does anyone else want to help with this, or are you doing this on your own? Ollie's totally down to help. Okay. Um, what's Ollie doing to help out? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> Um, Ollie I got, got oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say I got nothing. What's your idea? <laughs> okay, so what if Ollie uh like picks up their device and is checking, like translating in real time the binary or Morse code that it is, and then giving reaching the answer back? Yeah, I think I can do that. Um, would I be rolling my decipher again then? Uh, if you are assisting, then you burn a stress. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's, you know, new system. We got to make sure we're getting everything right. Uh, to assist, you burn a stress, and then that gives an extra die to uh, the person rolling the action. Good. Then I'm just going to do that. Okay. Okay, dope. So what kind of action do you think this is that you're doing? It might be connect. Okay. Give it a try. It feels like connect to me. Um, do, 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 do. There's two harmony. There's Lotus Gambit. Uh, you've got an assist already. You Y'all mind yourself. if I take a, a harmony die? No, go right right ahead. Yeah, go for it. I think I'll do it with two die. We'll see what happens. Thank you for your stress, my friend. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna make a clock for harmony. Got a six. Okay, uh, that means you also generate harmony hey. because that was a teamwork maneuver you just did. I, I give you a starfish kiss. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're back up to two harmony. Uh, as you can see, Harmony comes and goes very quickly in the system. You are encouraged to use it a lot. Wonderful. And do lots of teamwork maneuvers. Um, just as a reminder, the teamwork maneuvers are assisting a strider. So an assisted action can lead to this, leading a group act or doing a group action, uh, protect a teammate, and set up a character who will follow through on your action. All of those are teamwork maneuvers where if you roll a six on it, you get uh, you get Harmony. Okay, so you rolled a six on that to connect to this fire beast and you are blinking at it and it is opening its mouth and like the fires in its maw are flickering uh, also in a similar pattern back to you. And you're able to, with uh, Ollie's help, have a brief conversation with this thing. And uh, it expresses its frustration uh, because this creature is from a dimension that this train went through and it tried to stop the train and instead got trapped on the train in the fire car behind you. And it has been also exploring this train, trying to figure out how to stop it. It assumed that you were agents of the train. No, I mean, Ollie's just like, what? <laughs> yeah, so... Um, Did I translate that right? 
reaching i'm reaching just like uh all right uh simple words um we stop train take home help and then shrug my mech suit shrugs at the fire creature Hmm. so it it, uh flashes back help stop train i nod sounds good uh does it have a name yes it has a name the name is a series of burning sounds nice i guess uh you can probably just call it bernie Love it. It, it perceives sound like if we talk at it, can it understand us? Uh, no, you need to communicate through the flashing light thing. Yeah, that's awesome. So I guess I love this. Ollie could just use like a flashlight or or something to communicate directly with it, or anyone else who knows that language, which so far we've established is just Ollie. That's so, that's so sick, man. I so might cool. spit yeah. fire, but I can't speak it. <laughs> mm. Mm. Well. Communicate over long diff distances with smoke signals. Maybe they do in their home dimension. They very well might. Maybe that whole dimension is fire. All right. So you have you have reached an agreement with Bernie here. Yeah. I guess we can try to proceed through the simply red car. Uh, it is very disorienting to walk through it because like there are things in here like tables in places where they aren't in the other train cars. So it's like lots of bumping and you know barking your shins and stuff like that as you make your way through here you know arms out creeping from one side of it to the other but it's not really worthy of a rolling challenge it's just inconvenient and upsetting up ahead you will see there are a couple of train cars left before you get up to the front uh the train car the next one up appears to be a regular passenger train car and uh as you make your way uh into that one you can see that there uh, well, as you get up to the to the window of that door, you can see that there appear to be some people in this train car. What kind of people? Uh, a variety. There's about six people in here. Some are appear to be Centauran. Some appear to be human. Appear to be uh, humans of of different uh, physical variances, and uh, that's that's about it. It's mostly humans and Centaurans. What are their expressions? Do they look worried? Do they look angry? Do they look normal? Two of the humans are having a what appears to be a loud argument. You can't really hear it from out here. The rest are sitting around looking kind of down and upset. Um, I think three of them are probably playing Uno, but like sadly depressed Uno. <laughs> Draw four, you bastard. Knocks on the glass. Uh, they all look over immediately um, with various expressions, mostly shock surprise some dawning hope on on their face and uh one of the two that was arguing comes over to uh open the door and as they put their hand on the handle to open the door they see behind you the being of eternal flame and uh they just kind of take their hand back away from the door and take some steps back keva like goes ahead and opens the door and just slowly like pops her head in and it's okay uh we're communicating with our friend bernie here and they want to get off the train too. Hi, I'm Keva Jarma. Of course, I know who you are. The person says uh, she's a she's a younger uh, younger than you. She's probably in her early twenties. Uh, she's got jet black hair and uh, pretty pretty pale skin. She's wearing a standard movie scientist lab coat style outfit uh, with a, a badge pinned to the chest pocket of her lab coat. And uh, most of the others are dressed in the same way. Uh, even the Centaurans. Uh, have lab coats over their cyborg fishy bodies. Yep. I uh, guess so. Yeah. No, we're... They, Bernie communicates with 
Morse code, and um, they want to get off the train as much as we do. Well, stop the train, basically. Yeah, we don't want to get off the train. Uh, We're gathering lots of great data here. Mostly we would like to control the train. Yeah, uh, the train is, you probably noticed, like, every time, like, it's messing with the world around it. So yeah, have you guys tried to talk to the demon? Oh, uh, well, I mean, that that was mostly, uh, you know, that's it's not really our department. We're researchers. So we're, we're just trying to gather the data. But we, we've been having some, you know, it, it's frustrating because we can't slow it down. We can't, you know, we can't get back to the lab car. Everything's on fire. And uh, the demon doesn't seem to to listen to us. And we can't get into the we can't get into the control area. What sort of issue are you having with the control area getting into there? Uh, well, it's it's like it's locked and we don't have a key or anything. Okay. But hey, do you want to see some of the cool readings we took in that last dimension? That was really cool. Like, even though it looked like it was totally lifeless, we actually found that there was something inside of the planetoid that it was traversing, like a giant egg in space somewhere. We're really excited to get this information back home for a further analysis. It's going to be a space dragon that comes and eats all of existence because of you people. Well, I mean, you can't really blame us for this. We're just, we're just gathering information. It's, Reaching the truth just doesn't have, you know, traverses the car. <laughs> I'm nope, not interested. Ollie scrambles after. Uh, the uh, name tag on there says uh, Cecilia Morse. Morse? Yep. Kevin nods to all of them and is like, okay, we're going to try to fix everything. Bye. They say, oh, okay, uh, you're from the Wayfinders, right? Yep. All right, they've got this handled then, the others say, and they go back down and start playing Uno again. The, the slightly less depressed Uno now, uh, and the other one joins in, and it's just Cecilia left sort of standing off to the side at this point. I mean, they got priorities. Well, you know, you're here now. Now you can fix this. All right, please take down her name just in case she's a problem later. Got it. Thank you. Light writes it down. <laughs> Thank you, love. You're delightful. Now, hold on, why would I be a problem? I, I, uh, Ollie writes down, argues with us underneath the name. I'm reaching. For a list of reasons why they're a problem. Reaching continues to the door. <laughs> Crosses her arms and looks like she's in a bit of a sulk. I almost feel bad about it, but her first priority was taking control of the train and not stopping it. Well, you know, uh, the school doesn't really, you know, have the right priorities here. In, in general. It's in the name, isn't it? Keva, <laughs> Keva has said this a way out of earshot of them, too, especially. Yeah, they're they're kind of, they've all pressed up against the walls of the train as Bernie comes through. Uh, Bernie seems to be controlling the flames that are emanating from, uh, from its body. So Bernie is just floating or float walking through uh, the leaving s- small singe marks on the nice carpet on the ground. Well, not nice carpet, the durable train carpet on the ground here, little scorch marks as, uh, as it <laughs> makes its way through. A testament to Medley Stead engineering. Yeah, Kevin's like, no, you think that they would want, they'd be all over Bernie being like, oh, let's study them. There's, a, I guess there's a limit to the, the, the willingness of the misfits to antagonize extra dimensionals. They, they, some of them look at me like, things from another dimension? Oh, it's around dimension. Some of them, one of them, like starts pulling slowly, taking out like a tricorder-like device and slowly no, trying no, to point it towards me. No, no. yeah, we're good. Thanks. 
But I it's, have to get yeah. consent first. Direct and active one. They and look also, at each other in confusion as you exit the car. <laughs> bloody misfits. All right. So this brings you up to the front car. This brings you up to the locomotive itself. Uh, the door does indeed uh, appear to be locked. It has a extremely large padlock uh, with chains radiating out from it in like a spider web across the door and into the uh, fleshy hide of the locomotive itself, which uh, seems to have skin, like rhinoceros style, uh, over it. Um, I I just imagine chains Solomon, like spread eagle over this <laughs> over this door, stopping it's us. Not, from- it's not our friend no. chains. I know, I know. <laughs> just, I imagined like his head popping out was the first thing, and I was like, "How do you do? <laughs> you no, must answer no. the three before yeah. getting." It's exactly what this. Yeah, those who call me chains. Uh, okay, yes, this is the door that is ahead of you. It's got this, uh, the lock, and in the middle of the lock where you would normally see like a, a keyhole, instead of a keyhole, there is a, a lamprey-style mouth uh, lined with razor-sharp metal teeth. Ha! Huh. I don't think I want to put my hair in there and lockpick that key, that that lock. Nope. Let's ring any bells, Jojo. Can I punch the lock out? Wait. You are Think of it a try. If that's what Jojo would do, then Yeah. I, when in doubt. Try. You're so, you're such an alien. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're not from this plane. <laughs> Just built different. I I don't know about you, Starfish, but I'm built different. <laughs> I've got a cartilage. <laughs> uh, all right. So this would be, what do you think? Do you have any specific moves you want to do? Hmm. I mean, I have potency in unarmed combat, so it might just be a skirmish. Okay. Uh, yeah. So we're just punching the lock. Yeah. All right. You are still in a uh, risky position from this to punch the lock. I think we'll have, uh, I would normally say limited effect, but you have increased potency due to your reverie school. So uh, I think this is a risky standard. Our first of the session. This is where we thrive, Matt. Oh, no. All right, here we go. Hey. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> of course. Of course. <laughs> this dice spot is reverse haunted. It's oh, that ham on. <laughs> Welcome what, to Madly Stead. <laughs> uh, all right. So you have uh, rolled a six. You, uh, Jody, you, you punch your fist into the demon lock. And I, uh, I think what happens is that the, uh, the mouth expands in an attempt to bite your fist, uh, but your fist is simply too fast. Uh, so you, you punch the lock and the lock, as far as a, a padlock can look surprised, this one does. Uh, and it kind of uh, flops back against the web of chains and the, the fleshy door behind it, uh, a little bit stunned. And the, the chains sag a little bit away from the door. Like, it's not completely gone, but you could probably uh, contort yourself through these to the door itself if you wish to. Ollie, let's have a long whistle at that. You've got, Jojo, I know things are different, but you've got to treat every potential sentient as someone to converse with rather than open up. Is that a greeting where you're from? Oh, that would make a lot of sense. It's a greeting in parts of where I'm from. Right, okay, that, okay. Sorry, lock. The lock is just uh, sort of stunned and, and dazed. Well, There's a little 
little droplets of that acidic spittle leaking out of one side of the of the padlock's lamprey mouth, uh, dripping to the ground and making little sizzling sounds as they burn away at the little hole in the bridge. Front teeth. Uh, this is going in the report, Jojo. Uh, fine. Put it in the report. Take a picture of the report. Frame it. I take pictures of everything, Jojo. All right. Okay. Uh, so Keva grabs some of the chains and like pulls it off. So we don't have to. Is that possible? So we can like. You, you can't pull it thing? off, but like you can you can hold them up or hold them out of the yeah. way yeah. as yeah. you get through. Oh, it's like a bead curtain now. It, it's like those uh, jungle. Not those jungle gym things. Um, I don't know if you ever had these on playgrounds that you played in, but it's just like a big mess of ropes that you have to climb through and like wiggle yourself through the big, big old ropes. Yeah. Yeah. Ever, yeah. It's, it's like that, but, but chains thing. at this point. So you can, you can push them aside and hold them apart and stuff. You have more sense in like soft play jungle gym things, but that just shows how much of a kid of the 90s I am that I went to those sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, so the the actual fleshy door itself, uh, it's it's warm to the touch. And uh, it, sorry, are you are you pushing open the door? It appears to be a pushing door, not a sliding door. Keva like pulls her sleeve around her hand and pushes it open, so she doesn't have to actually touch the flesh door. Okay. Uh, where you push on it, you can see the uh, flesh kind of uh, wriggles, like it's got goosebumps. Mm. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> It twitches a bit as you push it open uh, before settling flat again once the, the door is, is fully open. And this brings us to the opening scene of the mission. You walk through the uh, door just as the train crashes into another dimension. And you can see, as I will remind everybody, outside... Uh, the rainbow splinters of reality pelt the windows and embed themselves briefly in your mind, pierce through the thick hide of the locomotive. And the mauve mud is squelching beneath the tracks that the arms are slamming down one after another. You can see outside uh, these wide-eyed creatures that look kind of like, you know in Spore how they do those creatures that are algorithmically generated and they look terrible? <laughs> yes, my yes. favorite part of the game. Yeah, <laughs> just these bulbous, bulbous creatures with long, uh, spindly, flexy limbs, uh, many of them, uh, and they're, you know, honking and hooting and burbling as they uh, flee in all directions from the crashing of the train. Okay, so quick question. Is this more like Jam or uh, what was the other one? There was Dog 2. <sighs> no, some people have made Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is just the automatic ones. No ones more. The computer no more puts this. together. No more. <laughs> I can't think of sports. <laughs> uh, might be they're, one of my favorite. Scattering in every direction. That's probably, sorry, that's probably one of my favorite monster factories. Okay. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So Keva like looks around and I was like, so I know we're at the beginning and this is when all that happens, but is there some sort of discourse first? Uh, I think once you get in, like that's when your characters launch into the plan that you were enacting in the opening screen. And now we will just see how that's going to go because we will fast forward back through that. We saw first uh, reaching through the night, getting up into the front, attempting to 
hammer away at the keyboard, Jojo trying to muscly pull things open and yank on the uh, on the on the brakes there. Keva attempting to uh, communicate with the uh, with the train through her hair, and Ollie trying to uh, m- uh, disrupt the electronics before you crash into the crystal mountain dimension through the uh, through the too small tunnel and the explosion as Ollie plugs the uh, blue cable into the red. I'm going to assume that I said blue into red, but you know, hopefully I'm right in in that memory from hours ago now. And the explosion that launches the train sideways off of the tracks and down and down. Oh my god. That that's timing is, is just super I know. good. He is such a yeah, be like that. He knows. Hold on. So the creatures sh- were dog too. Ah, you we're coming full circle. Hey Velvet, I love JoJo. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I love JoJo. I'm loving breaching the the accent kills me every time oh uh, i love everyone's characters so much and i'm like keva's just the straight woman here but keva's the straight woman yeah but, but keva's also doing puns which is fun i just love this group so much you really Nothing are like a pack of weirdos listen discord is on our side though so I, I, i've forgotten what it's like to have the system not hate you right I've never experienced this pure yeah, I, elation. I, I crit on a resistance. <laughs> Almost like we function well. Our t- our team works. What? The team working is completely unintended too, because I did not build Jojo for efficiency, merely aesthetic. But, but that's the thing. Jojo's not a professional. <laughs> Jojo's like a prof- like a, a fucking professional wrestler from Nazoth. <laughs> You think Jojo was a pro wrestler back in Nazareth? <laughs> Probably. The deepest lore? Yeah, El Tiburon. Oh my god, of course! <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, sorry about that. So you crash through and the train is uh, bouncing and rolling down the side of this crystal mountain until it finally comes to a rest upside down and uh, all of you have been tumbled about uh, through the inside of this train, and you will each take the level one harm bruised, unless you wish to resist yes. those. Yes, I would like to resist it. Okay. Of course, you can also protect other players and so on and so forth. Yes. Yes. Um, all right. So you're going to resist your level one harm. How, do you, how does Keva avoid getting bruised in this crash? It's the hair bag. It, get it? Uh, her hair shoots out and pulls everyone in like a tape measure and uh, cushions around them okay is your goal to protect each uh, instance of this harm one for each other person yes yes okay Uh, so let's see here Uh, yeah so that means you will resist this harm uh Four times. Yeah, so quick question. Can I do Charm Guard? Um, let's see. So Charm Guard, you can generate impenetrable force field. So that is like uh that is something that would be like a, a proactive rather than reactive thing, okay. I think. Okay. Um yeah. But there might be <laughs> there's nothing to bark at, Sokka. <laughs> nothing. There's nothing to bark at, there's nothing to woof at, there's nothing to growl at. 
Just calm down. I know you're an anxiety-ridden mess, just like Daddy. But let's just calm down, okay? Oh. Okay. I think your dog's worse than you, Matt. Oh, he's much more anxious than I am. I have the social anxiety. He has the generalized anxiety. He has, he has the anxiety. Mm-hmm. In a southern dilettante way. <laughs> um, all right. So with the, with the hair bag, that's probably kinesis, right? To resist with. Okay. So how many times do you, do you want me to roll kinesis? If you are attempting to do the protect action for everybody's harm, then you will need to resist with kinesis four times. Four times. Okay. Unless you have something else that you can. Uh, Def- definitely don't do this. You're going to stress out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you could like you could resist on your behalf and someone else's behalf. You can declare armor for one of them. You know, it's uh, these are all options for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never clicked on my normal. Uh, right. So I'm just gonna declare armor for myself. Okay. So that uh, that uh, that negates that bruising. I'm willing to call my armor as my last load and roll for um, Ollie. Sure. If that's cool with everybody. It's fine with yeah. me. That works. Um, so then I'll just roll just for Jojo. Yeah. If that's uh, if that's what you if that's what you both want to do, then you can do that. Yeah, Velvet. If I roll for Kinesis, I have one D. What do you have for Kinesis? For the Kinesis, uh oh, I have two D. Okay, then Keva's gonna be selfish and just use her armor and not protect anyone because it was too quick. She would have protected people if she had more. Yeah, this is probably Keva didn't notice that there was an explosion happening. <laughs> After that point, it's like instinct takes over. Yeah. Well, her armor in this instance is just her hair, like hair bagging, just Keva. Yeah, it's it's like when um, Keva was, was, it, was you attacked by a dog or something early on in the mall? And Keva just instinctively spun out a shield for yeah. herself. Yeah. Or when uh, Keva got knocked over the railing in that uh, confrontation, sort of instinctively protected herself in that way, like an airbag. How can I ever forget that one? Airbag, airbag. Bad time. Okay. So uh, let's take a look at how things have gone. So you rolled a four. You take two stress for for reaching through the night and protect Ollie in that way. And the armor on your uh, mech suit kind of cracks as uh, as you bounce bounce into the wall. Uh, and Jojo, are you resisting uh, the harm? Uh, yeah. Actually, can I use my armor for this? Yeah, you can use your armor for this for sure. Cool. I'll just use armor then. Okay. So you bounce against the, the walls and the ceilings and so on, and your armor is also sort of cracked up by this and maybe flakes off. But yeah, you are all in the upside down train now, and uh, you can see there's some kind of liquid that is dripping from the walls of the uh, locomotive here. And uh, you can hear uh sounds of distress from the car back behind you uh and in addition to that you see there is a uh, the the flame of bernie is kind of just in the doorway and appears to have caught onto the uh onto the door and is charring the uh the the skin of the door there but appears to be reduced but not extinguished by this experience. To double check, the train has stopped and we're just... Uh, The train has stopped for now, yes. Okay, so uh, this is what happens when an immovable object meets a... A starfish, a shark person. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) A woman in her her 20s. (laughs) A sunbreaker. Yeah, yeah, sunbreaker. A sunbreaker. 
So Keva tries to like get to her feet and is like, so sorry. Oh, it's not your fault. I have no idea what I did. It might be my fault, mm, but I guess you're right. It might not be my fault. I think we hit something really hard, and that is not your fault, Ollie. So don't worry. <sighs> Here's the good news. We've stopped the train. The bad news is we still need to get home. I was hoping that we had a, would stop the train in a different uh, home, basically. But baby step. There's a, a shifting feeling, and the locomotive starts slowly levering upwards as one of its arms appears to be pushing into the crystal ground, attempting to right itself. Okay, so we tried to stop the train physically, so maybe we should talk to the demon now? Demon train, can you hear us? Oh, hi there. Oh, perfect. Yeah, sorry about the crash there. Oh, well, you know, it it, it does hurt a lot, and uh, I appear to be bleeding internally, but uh, I think... I think I'll be able to recover from that. I'm just, uh, if you just give me a minute, I'll, I'll be back on my, on my, uh, well, not feet right here, but I'll be back on my wheels. So hold on and we'll be back on our way, uh, you know, just, uh, and two shakes of a goat's tail. Well, why don't you take your time with that? Just, just a little, no rush. I got a contract to fulfill. So just, you know, I, uh, I, I understand maybe it's not exactly the the trip that you were all hoping for, but uh, until my contract is satisfied, I must be continuing on my way. So just, yeah. I gotta. Well, well, actually, there's a tree or something out there I can grab with my other arm. And, we got to talk it's not to a tree. Okay. the person you made a contract with. Tirzo, great guy, great guy. I love that guy. Yeah. Um, we were wondering if we could alter the contract. Stop. Ooh. Ah, altering a contract. I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, you see, the contract is is with Tirzo, and you know Tirzo fulfilled his end of the contract. So Ollie I gotta pulls out the contract. <laughs> um, reaching plays the video of plays the audio of Tirzo giving us power of attorney. All right, let's let's make a roll out of it. Groove. Seeing that there are legal proceedings to take place, and having no prop or knowledge in law, uh, Jojo will just adopt the Phoenix Wright pose. <laughs> Objection. Okay, so let's see. Uh, are you appealing to their emotional needs, lying convincingly, persuading with charm or guile, or persuading from a position of genuine belief, expressing vulnerability, offering comfort and support, or uh, communing with an animal or spirit? Uh, Keva, be doing some of the talking here. <laughs> I was, I was thinking you might be the best person to do the talking here. Yeah. I'm looking at everyone's sheets. So, uh, yeah, looking at my sheet, there is Won't Go Quiet. You can play your melody to resist a social consequence or to push yourself when trying to connect with people or persuade people. This demon's people. Yeah, this demon is people. Yeah, okay. So that's uh, when you're trying to connect or persuade. So yeah, to connect or, or bluff there. I want to say that Keva's connecting because we're... She's from a position of genuine belief. Basically, hey, I got your your stuff. Okay. So does that mean I have to use the stress to use my ability? Correct. You can. All right. So you can play your melody to push yourself. So you mark off your use of your melody. And okay. then 
that is what you'd use instead of stress to push yourself for this roll. Okay. So now I roll my connect, which is... Can I burn a stress to give you an extra die as well? Sure. Yeah, so you've got the video there. Yeah, so yeah, you can burn the stress for that. And uh, you are in a risky position. And because you have the video, but not the actual person, I think this would start off in limited effects. Oh, three dice limited. Okay. I got a six. Nice. You got a double Moist. six. You got yeah. You got a crit on that one. Okay. You have yeah. So basically, it, with limited though. Oh. Yeah, with limited but critical effect on your limited. So let's see here. Come on, you silly document. Okay. Um. So a critical. You do it with higher impact. So there you go. Uh. So that brings you up to standard effect in in your in terms of your actual impact. It'll be standard rather than limited. Uh. So. On this, the uh, the demon is looking at the contract that you have brought and uh, at the video and uh, the demon with your critical results uh, says, uh, well, okay, I suppose that if you have the uh, power to uh, renegotiate on Tirzo's behalf, and I see you got the contract there, I suppose that we can, uh, we can, we can have a chat about what you want to change here, what you want to do here. Well, you're kind of like going through different dimensions really too fast and um, way, way, you know, laying waste to different places as you do so. That's that's not good. Um, Bernie here got stuck on the train and needs to get home. And we would like to get home and just basically stop there. That would be great. Hmm. So you you don't want me to go through dimensions anymore except two times. Is that what you're saying? Um, as many times as we need, basically. Don't give him any leeway. <laughs> okay. Two, 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 two times, yeah. Two times. Two times. Two times. Okay. So the terms that you're setting here are you want to annul my contract with Tirzo, and then you want me to transit to two different realities. And then do I keep the train? Um, you get to keep the physical train. No, 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 no. no. Okay. What do you want with the train? The train goes very fast and I go to lots of different places with it. Yes. But the problem is if you're traveling different places, he don't want you to hurt people or just, you know, cause destruction to any other planes. If they get out of the way, then they won't get hurt. The, but they don't know that they're coming. They don't know that how to get out of the way. What if I installed a horn or like a bell? What if they cannot perceive sound? Hmm. I mean, I feel at that point it's really on them, not on me. Mm, no, it's not their fault that they can't perceive sound in any way. Everyone's different. <sighs> Okay, well, let's start Let's start by annulling the old contract. Okay, so we'll just open up the contract and read out the, the, the agreement. And then from there, you and I will start a new contract. Yes? Um, let's look at that contract first. What does it say? Uh, you're going to crack it open? Yeah. Okay. As you crack the skull wax seal on the vellum scroll, that is the contract that this demon made with Tirzo. There is this sort of uh, wailing sound that emerges from the vellum uh, and a sigh of heated sulfur-smelling air as the scroll unfurls. 
And on there, you can see the contract uh, has, it is clear that Tirzo does not understand negotiations at all. Um, so what Tirzo offered in return was uh, perpetual access to the realm of Medleystead at any time of the demon's choosing, in addition to fuel, not specified what type of fuel, and um, uh, information uh, in terms of you know different destinations and things that they learn about it, which is what uh, Tirzo offered in addition to offering uh, his uh, signature in blood, his pledge to uh, serve the demon as it may require for a period of two years. Uh, and in return, the demon uh, named Quincy will inhabit the train constructed by the Misfit School for Interdimensional Travel and use it to traverse dimensions with passengers to perform research. Right. Okay. So... I think that we might just like Keva looks at uh it starts thinking. So uh Keva gets a a ping message which is like a text message from uh reaching and it says we need to hire Quincy as a contractor and establish Tirzo as his conductor. And Keva you look in on what the Myriad group chat <laughs> is saying. Yeah. Okay, so Keva is like, let me think about this. And then she looks at the message and is like, so all we really want to do is amend the contract, mm, change it. All right, do you and the other players or characters want to spend some time discussing the particulars of the contract you wish to forge with Quincy? Uh, yeah. Well, first things first, he's going to need vacation days, but there has to be a stipulation <laughs> on the amount of chaos and destruction he's allowed to cause yeah that that's true i mean personally i don't have a problem with them going from dimension dimension to research just as long as they aren't causing any trouble for any of the inhabitants do we have the vested legal authority to form a contract with an extra dimensional being we do now yeah i mean honestly i don't want to be the one to sign my name in blood um oh tears already signed he's the assistant as far as i'm concerned no, we could always, since we have, to, we could always <laughs> promise another year. I don't think we need to even do that. Just simply establish more clear guidelines for the amount of travel. Mm, and the way they travel, yeah. There certainly needs to be more Guide care. <laughs> guidelines. Guidance, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Anyone else feel like a lawyer? Feels, <laughs> feels weird. Part of my, part of my duties as a Centauran scout was contact with other groups wasn't exactly a lawyer but uh, I mean I've had to negotiate a lot of things before this is weird though still because it's a contract I'm well versed in fish law but not train law yeah okay so Keva kind of like ducks back in because I imagine that they went outside for a minute to talk over this and then was like okay Quincy we have an idea what we're going to do we're not going to stop the contract. We're just going to amend it. So you still get everything that you were getting before. Just, you know, we don't end up with a train wreck like this again. Quincy says, I see what you did there, a train wreck. Because <laughs> we wrecked this train. Uh, hold on just a moment. And Quincy 
gives one last push and the locomotive writes itself and you hear uh, another chorus of despair and pain from the uh, car behind you and Quincy says all right so you want to amend the terms of the contract I have with Tirzo and you have the authority to do that so offer me terms and we'll see if they are amenable to me and um, yeah I don't know how specific you want to get in this scene of offering and negotiating terms we can just do some roles if you want yeah, I mean, I think Keva will basically say, well, Tirzo will be the conductor of this train. He'll help tell you where to go, how long you're staying there, that sort of thing. Though you both get breaks and yada, yada, yada. Unless anyone else wants to add anything in there. There will probably need to be provisions in there for like what happens if they arrive in a dimension and are not welcome there. Uh, or mm-hmm. you know, if they are asked to leave, things along those lines. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's do a fortune roll, and we'll see how good of a contract you are able to renegotiate with Quincy on Tirzo's behalf. Can we use a harmony in a fortune roll? It's for action rolls, so you can't use a harmony for that. But uh, let's see. We're going to use a fortune roll based on the connect rating of, let's see here, of your team leader here. So that's going to be, you're going to do a two dice fortune roll so uh keva if you want to roll two dice believe 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 uh keva just though wants to ask so quincy i have i have a quick question though because i've never dealt with demons before do you only take blood or like Mm -hmm. quincy pauses and says what in the world would i want with blood i don't know blood (laughs) what do i look like the moon and uh quincy pauses there and uh the negotiations continue onwards uh until you reach a satisfactory contract uh the details to be fully determined later on that you reach with quincy yo keva <laughs> no keva got keva. keva's gotten so much better at negotiating <laughs> hell yeah Try, trying to make sure medley staff instead doesn't burn itself into the ground though keva is like yeah you roll a six on your fortune roll there so Kevin's like no what do you mean about the moon wants blood oh you'll have to take Yo, that up moon the moon sounds metal <laughs> the moon also a demon where is the moon look this is all outside the scope of this discussion if you want to know more about the moon you might want to go and talk to somebody who's made a deal with one uh, yeah. that oh, answers mama. my question thank you quincy oh, no. Uh, honestly i was quite surprised by uh how lenient the contract with tirzo was so uh, these terms seem more along the lines of what I'm used to making with people who know what they're doing. So honestly, pleasure doing business with you. I can take a bit of a break now and you might want to go and check on those humans in the back car. They, I don't know how well they took the fall, but I'm going to get these tracks going. And, uh, I think I remember the fire dimension. So make a stop there first. I, uh, I flashed the sequence for, um, taking you home. Sorry to Bernie. Bernie flashes back with thanks, uh, but is a, a fairly small fire at this point, uh, still burning away on the charred flesh of the door. So hopefully that'll go quickly. Do you want to go and check on the scientists and researchers? Before they do, Kevin's like, I have a quick question. Quincy, do you like cheese? Is cheese something you're ever after? Not me personally, but I know, I know a guy. <laughs> okay. Is it the moon? Quincy gives a little chuckle and uh, the arms slam down the first segment of train as it takes off again, uh, aiming to build up enough speed to break through to the next dimension. 
No, Oli, if you think my, of... Oops, sorry. Oh, sorry. That's one of my favorite weird old Earth stories, like the moon's made of cheese. Is uh, it not? It, it's so quaint. No, it it wasn't from what I've read. It was just a big rock. Though, I guess, also a demon, according to Quissy here. Well, now that it's been consumed by the emergency, who knows? Now, Quincy did not say that the moon was a demon. Okay. No, yeah, that, that never <laughs> became clear. Just that the moon wants blood. <laughs> Just that the moon yeah, wants blood, okay. yeah. No, no, no. Sorry, I, I thought that the idea was that the moon was a demon that wants blood, that someone made a contract with to be our moon. No, Quincy has implied that moons sometimes want blood. Makes sense. I get that. Does this have to do with the menstrual... Nah, never mind. Is it fully a menses joke? That's No. <laughs> Did I bring it too far? I'm sorry. That was not the intent of the joke. Although when I said moons like blood, it did occur to me briefly that that was a potential interpretation of that statement. Okay. Anyway, back to saving people. <laughs> right. There are people on the train. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. So on the uh, car behind you, you can see that uh, the researchers are in rough shape, though the car has been righted. Uh, and some of them appear to be tending to each other's injuries. Uh, uh, Cecilia, for example, her arm is at the wrong angle at the moment. And uh, some of the others, the Uno cards, are just scattered everywhere. It's going to take forever to find them all. Uh, and they've got various bumps and scratches. And uh, one of them is being kept lying down on another one's lap with their head up. And uh, it looks like they're tending to them as if they had a concussion. Hey everyone, great news. We're going to be home really soon. You took control of the train? Uh, sort of train's still in control of itself but we amended the contract oh i see well, at least we'll still be able to continue our important research right <laughs> under the direct supervision of the wayfinders guild i don't know about that but we'll I suppose we'll find out more when we get back home well you definitely have to follow new guidelines and rules but <sighs> it, it's all for everyone's betterment cecilia uh, grumbles but uh, i guess the group of you uh, tend to some of these wounded folk as well uh, the train gives a bellow uh, that is bone shaking and uh, makes everyone's hair stand up on end a little bit as it bursts through into a dimension that is just fire. Everything's fire. You know, there's hills and mountains. They're fire. There's some trees that look, uh, you know, nice and pleasant trees, but they're also fire. You know, there's a, a big lake. The lake is fire. You know, the sky, that's fire too. Um, it's just all fire. And, uh, as it bursts through into this dimension, you can see back through the window, uh, Bernie is growing in size and strength again. And uh, Bernie flashes a thanks, bye at you and uh, leaps off the train into the fire lake with a splash of fire ripples around them. No, Bernie was just so nice and pleasant. They're definitely one of the best people that I picked up along the way on a mission like this. You've been on missions like this. Oh, well, on a fast-moving object that wouldn't stop going who knows where? Yes. The train uh, comes through a staticky realm, and once it is through that staticky realm, the train crosses back into Medleystead. Unfortunately, Medleystead is not a train station. This mall is also not a train station. Uh, so it does crash through the food court, uh, destroying a bunch of stuff, and through the glass windows at the front of the mall, 
before coming to a stop. And uh, you can see uh, emerging from the rubble, the people from the command center. It doesn't appear that anybody was crushed by the train, but uh, there's dust thick in the air uh, from the damaged area. And uh, some water has started springing up from some type of aqueduct or pipe underneath the ground has been uh, torn up by the tracks of the interdimensional demon train. And uh, Dr. Moonlock Powerbomb steps out from the side of the rift, which is starting to close. There's not a scratch on him. And uh, he comes up towards the train car where he sees uh, you all in the window and waves. Keva waves back. I pose at him. Keva opens the window and says, how long are we going? He looks at his pocket watch. Hour 59 minutes, it looks like. Well done, Myriad. Ah, no, not Right on time, I guess. Are we always going to be on time, no matter how long we took? I wonder. Mm -hmm. What a fascinating question. Have you resolved the issue of the train? His name's Quincy. Yeah, yeah, we... I see. We fixed it. He gives an elaborate bow to the locomotive. And the locomotive makes slavering, slobbering noises as its tongue lashes the ground, burning a trench through the earth in front of it. And uh, he, his mouth twitches slightly in distaste. And he says, demons. He's not a bad fellow. I wouldn't assume so, but their table manners do leave something to be desired. Quincy, are you hungry, by the way? Uh, Quincy says, ah, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to get something to eat. Do you have any, do you have any, like, bunnies? There we go. That specifically. Well, I can eat lots of different things, but I had some bunnies last time I came through here, and mm -mm. Now, is it the concept of bunnies or actual bunnies? Quincy pauses. I'm not sure. I'm going to go pick up an Easter candy. (laughs) Rabbit-shaped chocolate. Uh, Keva is like, oh, okay, we're back. We have service, I guess. She texts a message. It's it's a group chat, though. (laughs) Just like, back, okay. Negotiated with a demon, NVD. Yeah, no big deal. Did you know the moon likes blood? That's what I'm saying. Jojo, we have to think about the metaphysics of all celestial objects now. I need to go tell Maeve that. That's, that's an unsettling prospect. Kevin Keva messages Maeve privately by CW found out the moon likes blood. Just shoot back, introduce me sometime. Yup. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> uh, Ruth, uh... Comes in, uh, stomping in, and uh, she's sort of herding the cat in front of her tears out and says, I take it you've handled the issue with the train. She looks around at the train and the damage to the mall and says, well, we'll get this cleaned up. Tearzo, you understand that you are no longer to take any actions without direct approval from the Concord Lagoon. And Tears is like, yes, ma'am. Also, you're a conductor. Congratulations, yeah. Tearzo. Yeah, congrats. You've got a steady gig for the next two years. I, I, I don't know anything about music. No, no, you're going to be the one following the train Wayfinder Guild rules as you travel around and do the science stuff you wanted to do. Uh, Ruth sort of gives you a look at that and says, we'll need to review this contract, of course. Yes, yes, no, everything is adhering to Wayfinder guidelines now. She nods, adjusts her uh, dress around the shoulders and says, all right, waves a finger in the air in a big circle. Pack it up, everybody. And the area explodes into motion as people begin cleaning things up and disinfecting and shoring up the damage in the mall. And that brings a close to the mission portion of our first session. Ooh. Na, 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 na. Well, 
Hell yeah. Yeah, I think we will have to do downtime at a different point. But uh, now we've probably got a better handle on how missions run, so we'll be able to speed things up in the future. And good. Let's go through and uh, go through our regular introductions. So uh, I'm Matt. I go by ARP as well. My pronouns are he or they. I am the friendly guide here on Stories of a Broken Sun and our new season, Stewards of a Broken Sun. You can follow me on Twitter at YCaliber or follow the show at Broken Sun RPG or visit our website, brokensunrpg.com. I want to acknowledge that this podcast is produced on the unceded territory of the Katsi, Coquitlam, Stalo, Kwantlen, Staminas, and Musqueam people in the treaty land of the Tawasan First Nation. I'd like to urge everybody to support Indigenous people around the world by exploring the Settler Saturday hashtag on Twitter and other social media to donate directly, and by learning about the land back movement and how you can contribute. Today, I was joined by Velvet. Dark greeting. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, I've been Velvet Fayfair playing Jojo, they, them. Any similarities to any uh, shonen anime? Completely incidental. And we can find Velvet on Twitter at OG Brown Sugar. Uh, I've also joined by Keekers. Hello, everyone. It's me, Keekers, also known as Be a Space Cat. Uh, today, I played Keva, who has she slash her pronouns. I also have she slash her pronouns. And I'd like all of you to know that if you are ever curious about what land you, native lands you currently occupy, you can always use the native land app. Uh, you can get it from the Google store or the iPhone. We're no way affiliated with them, but I just wanted to share that fun, cool app in case you were ever curious. And that's it. Hope you all enjoyed. Thank you. As you can also, if you're in Canada, go to native-land.ca, which has a similar uh, function that you can use. And I was also joined by Michael Blood. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening. It's been me, Mike Blood, uh, they, them, playing Reaching Through the Night, he, him, my favorite fish person I've ever been. And Trudy. Hi, my name is Trudy. My pronouns are they, them. And today I was playing Ollie Oxen Free, whose pronouns are also they, them. Um, also, possums are awesome. And you're playing an awesome possum. Uh, you can find me... I am playing an awesome possum. Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, good underscore damage. Thank you all for joining us and look forward to our first downtime session coming up next time. So until then, all the best. Best, everyone. Demon trains. Yeah, demon trains. Demon trains. Awesome possums, dude. <laughs> <laughs>